0: hey guys i missed you all okay when i say i miss you does that mean that i miss you guys or does that technically i missed myself because technically while i record this podcast i'm only talking to myself right so i don't know if i when i say i miss you i just miss myself like i don't know that's just a weird thought i was having anyways i hope you guys are having a great weekend and Before I dive into today's very embarrassing, mortifying story, I thought I would give a little life update, because why not? But currently, I'm oiling my hair (laughs) with almond oil because I'm making it a weekly routine to oil my hair because I'm losing so much hair. It is so bad, and everyone has noticed, and my lovely father has decided to tell everyone in our entire neighborhood about my hair loss. And so now I have a bunch of people that send me advice and tips and self-hair care and all that stuff. So I'm making it a habit to oil my hair every weekend so I can somehow combat this hair loss. So that's what I'm doing. But I was supposed to do it yesterday, but I'm doing it on a Sunday, which means I'm going to the gym tomorrow with oily hair. But honestly, who cares? Like It's not that big of a deal, whatever. But this does kind of transition into today's story because oh my gosh it's very mortifying like I must say this story is so embarrassing for me to tell even to this day like just thinking about it I feel so embarrassed even though it's not that big of a deal anymore I'm still so embarrassed just thinking about it but you know what I'm just gonna expose myself I'm already halfway through exposing myself so might as well go all in you know so oh god (laughs) let's start obviously this is going to be something having to do with middle school and elementary school because that's where all my trauma is so i know you guys are probably so tired of hearing this like moncy how much trauma do you have it's getting really tiring i apologize i'm very sorry but so i think this was middle school yes so this was um sixth grade i want to say it was either sixth or seventh grade and if you I think you I gave a little backstory in my first um podcast episode about like my household basically, my mother grew up in like the countryside of India right and so there was a lot of things so she got married when she was nineteen and when she was pregnant with me when she was twenty and then she moved here with my dad when she was around her like very early twenties like twenty one or twenty two or whatever. And so it was a huge transition for her. And there's so many cultural differences between uh, living in India and living here, like a huge cultural difference. And so at home, the things that my mom would do reflected the way she grew up, you know. So it was way different from what uh, you would see in a typical American household. And that was, of course, totally fine. Like, I love the way I grew up. But there were some things that are oh my gosh okay i'll just get right into it basically deodorant was the main thing that in our household was like banned my mom hated my mom hates scents she hates perfumes deodorants all that type of things and here it's like a huge deal i mean for obvious reasons you know like You don't want to go to school and sit for eight hours and start sweating and smelling and spreading that everywhere. But my mom did not care. She literally was like, it doesn't matter. Like, just uh, if you take a shower, you'll be fine. Like, deodorant is so bad for you. Like, cancer, blah, 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 all these health things. It's just going on and on. And so I was never, ever, ever able to buy or wear deodorant at that age. Obviously, now I wear deodorant, but at that age and so elementary school is fine you know like I don't really think anyone wore deodorant or anything like that until maybe like fifth or sixth grade so elementary school I was fine I got away with it but middle school came and I remember we were at Walmart buying school supplies and I was like I need to buy deodorant like I cannot go to school without deodorant because I'm a sweaty human being I don't know if any of you guys have this problem but I literally sweat everywhere. I don't even have to be doing anything. Like I could literally just be sitting in bed and I will sweat. Like when I'm taking an exam, I sweat buckets. I literally have to change shirts in the middle of an exam because of how sweaty I am. So I was like, there is no way I can go to school without deodorant, it's not happening. And so we're at Walmart and I tried to sneak in deodorant but of course, my mother saw, and she was like, no, we're not getting this. She's like, you do not need deodorant. And I was like, mother, I literally cannot go to school without deodorant. Like, there is no possible way I'm going to school without deodorant. And she was like, no, it's so bad for you. Like, there's no need. The scents are horrible. All the chemicals they put in it, la la la. And so I didn't get the deodorant. <laughs> and I went to school like that. And I think it was a few months in of school and we were in class one day and suddenly we were having like a water fight. I don't know how that even started, but it was math class. I like vividly remember this. And we were having a water fight. And so we're all like running around just like hiding behind desks and jumping and such and whatever. And so we were just having a water fight. And of course I got very sweaty as always. And it was like the middle, it was like after recess, right? and it was like 2 p.m. or the middle of the day or whatever and it was after recess and we were still playing and I was very extremely sweaty. And I remember that like two hours later I get called into the counselor's office and my immediate thought was, oh my God, like what did I do, you know? Like getting called to the counselor's office is literally a nightmare. Like that's all you can think about is all the bad things that you could have possibly done and then thinking of ways to apologize for them. So I went to the counselor's office and my mind was racing and I was like, what is this counselor about to tell me? And they just go, Monsi, have a seat. And so I sit down and she's like, do you know why you're here? And I was like, obviously no. (laughs) Like I literally have no clue I'm here. And she was like, I heard some people um, or your teacher heard some people in class talking, well, she was implying that they're talking behind my back, but, like, whispering about me, and she was like, Monsi, do you use deodorant, and, oh, my God, oh, I was so embarrassed, my entire body turned red, like, I swear to God, I was, oh, my God, it's so mortifying, just thinking of that feeling makes me cringe so hard, that moment she said that, I was like, oh no. Oh no, I know where this is going. And she was like, do you use deodorant? And I was like, like, what am I supposed to say? like I have to say no, but it was so embarrassing. So I was like, I quietly whispered no. And she was like, I the teacher heard kids talk about you during class. And I advised that you use some deodorant. And I was like, honestly, I was kind of relieved because there was no way my mom couldn't buy me deodorant after this like the counselor literally had to have a talk with me and but it was so mortifying to think that like all my students were talking about this topic behind my back I mean obviously they can't say it to my face like I get that but it was so mortifying to think about I was so embarrassed for the rest of the day and I go back home and I march up to my mom and I'm like we're going to the store and you are buying me deodorant and she's like why and i was like mom i literally got called to the counselor's office for this and she was like so and i was like no i was like i'm not having this argument i was like we're going and so she took me i basically forced her i literally dragged her and she took me and (laughs) she bought me my first deodorant and i don't even know if anyone has weird stories like this like you know people are like first kiss first dates I'm like buying my first deodorant like that's my first story oh my god I um, I don't even know what to say at this point like I've literally just exposed myself massively but I hope that you guys are just as mortified as me for me because it is so embarrassing to think about like I literally got called to the counselor's office for smelling bad and if that wasn't worse enough like Oh oh my gosh! I oh god! But that made me think about so many. Do you guys have things like that that you were just embarrassed about in like as a child, just because of the way you grew up or things that you grew up with that you're used to, you felt embarrassed about bringing those habits to school. I mean, I don't know if anyone has anything as extreme as deodorant, but or maybe you do. You know, like that's great. Let's connect over that. Like, let's talk about it. <laughs> But one example I can think of is like food. Food was a huge problem for me in elementary and middle school. I would, my mom only cooks Indian food or she, she's gotten, she cooks a lot of things. But back then she only cooked Indian food and that's what she's really good at. And so that's what I would take for lunch. But when I open the box, the smells are different, right? Like the spices and everything are different. American food, sorry, no offense, but American food is so bland, like compared to Indian spices, it's very bland, there's no smell to it, so there's no association with that. So whenever I opened my box up, it was like a waft of like all these spices mixed together just being radiated out to anyone within like a two mile radius. And immediately all the kids would notice, like all their heads would turn when I opened my box and they would imme- immediately like sneer. And one time I brought like this vegetable curry that my mom made and it was circular. It was okra actually, it was okra. And it was like an okra fry and everyone looked at it and they were like, are those snails? Like that's literally what they thought. And so that rumor started it gossip- started circulating around the entire cafeteria and it, I became known as that girl who eats snails, which was lovely. But just things like that, you know, like things that you grow up with, but when you go out into a different setting or cultural setting, for example, you feel so embarrassed about them. I swear, I literally didn't eat lunch for about like eight years of my life because I couldn't tell my mom, obviously is not gonna give me Lunchables and stuff like that because she is very much a health freak. And so I would have to take the lunches that she brought and then I would bring them back and eat them in secret. Like I would come home and eat them in a little corner and then pretend like I finished it during lunchtime because I was not going to eat it at school. But I was also not going to make my mom angry because I know she'd feel so angry if I didn't eat during lunchtime. And so I was literally just stuck in between, like trying to like maneuver my way through this situation. And yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Does does anyone else have something like that? Like just things that they felt like they had to maneuver because of cultural differences between households and school settings and stuff like that? I'm sure a lot of you guys do. I'd be very interested to know those stories. So please hit me up on my Instagram or my Snapchat and let me know. I think, yeah, that was, that was the end of my story. I really sped through that because it is so mortifying talking about it and also because I'm very embarrassed that my roommates are outside and they probably can hear me recording this podcast and I get very shy about these type of things so I'm sorry if I spoke way too fast I apologize but I hope you guys enjoy that little story that was that's very mortifying like all these stories I'm telling only one person in my life knows like almost all of them and Like, I'm really exposing myself right now. But, I mean, it's fine. What do I have to lose, you know? It's fine. Totally fine. But I thought... I also wanted to do... Not an advice... Well, an advice session. But I don't like giving... I mean, who doesn't like giving advice, you know? We all love giving advice. But the thing with advice is... I know that it's hard to give advice when everything's so subjective, you know? To a person and, like, their personality and their feelings. And knowing the full story of everything so I'm always very cautious now of giving advice to people because there's always multiple sides to a story and I never want to hurt another person by giving advice to the like to that person I never want to hurt another person in the process but I thought for fun I found (laughs) I found some threads on reddit with people asking for advice And obviously I did not ask on my Instagram or Snapchat because well, first of all, I don't have any friends. So like no one's gonna come and ask me for advice on if I posted it on social media. So there was no point in even doing that. And also I thought it would just be fun to just find random people asking for advice and just give my thoughts on it. So I don't, it's kind of like half an advice session and half of just like my thoughts and if I can relate to some of these things. So one that I found was Um, I have the option of living alone for a month, but I'm scared of the responsibilities. That's what someone asked. And I can totally relate to this because I'm a second year student, basically in college. And I was living in a dorm last year and I had a meal plan. So I honestly wasn't doing much responsibilities because the dorm and all that was taking, like all the house chores were taken care of by the college. But this year I actually moved into an apartment and so there's definitely a lot more responsibilities that come with living alone. well I live with roommates but you know living away from parents and such where we kind of all divide up the tasks and also having to deal with not only schoolwork but like food cooking and all that because I am I'm not on the meal plan I'm obviously living separate from the college but I love it like I honestly love living alone I think I've always been just a very like clean like a person who loves cleaning and like a neat freak type person and so i love living alone and doing chores like taking out the trash and all that just because i'm so used to doing it at home like my mom would give me a lot of chores to do like taking out trash or just sometimes washing dishes but she mainly did all the hard stuff like that but yeah things like that so once i moved in it was a very easy transition for me as long as I had things planned you know like if you don't have things planned and you kind of just go with the flow it will become a little hard because I think you can tend to fall behind on some of the responsibilities but maybe just like waking up in the morning and doing the dishes that you left last night or taking out the trash once a week if you slowly get into that transition I think living alone is such a great opportunity Especially because if you, you know, in the future live with your significant other or anything like that, you won't get the chance to be able to live alone again and be self-reliant and learn about responsibilities or who you are, what you can handle. So I think it's a great idea to live alone. I think it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, especially if you lived with your parents all your life before that, and then you're going to live with your significant other after that or some situation like that i think it's a great time period to go to live on your own and figure out who you are in that sense and yeah just have fun with it you know and if you really don't like it i'm sure well depending on the lease and stuff i don't know if you can cancel lease but if you don't like it then you know the year after maybe you could figure out a different situation but i definitely do think it's a worth a shot okay next one is how do i deal with regret I'm the kind of person who regrets everything they do, even if it wasn't something bad. I can't keep it off my mind and it's affecting me daily. How do I get over past regrets and prevent having new ones? Okay, this is something I struggled with a lot when I was younger, and that was regrets. Like, I feel guilt for almost everything I do, like any action I did or like. If I felt that I affected a person badly that day or something like that, I would feel a lot of regret, and I would keep it with me for years and years to come. But I think the main takeaway that I got from this was that it doesn't. Once once the thing is over, having regrets is only burdening you. You know, like it's not something that's useful to you anymore. Having regrets isn't gonna fix that mistake. Or even if it wasn't just a mistake, but it won't let you reverse that situation and do everything all over again. And I think it's okay to just forgive. I don't want to say forgive yourself, because I don't know the situation. Maybe it wasn't that you made a mistake. But I would say I personally try to live by this motto every day, but I don't don't have regrets. Like if you ask me anything about my life, even if I made a lot of mistakes, you know, like things that I definitely am not proud of. But I wouldn't say it was a regret because it happened for a reason at that time. And the only thing that I can do now is make sure I don't repeat the same mistake. That's something my mom always drilled into my head is it's all right to make mistakes, but just don't repeat the same mistake again once you know it's a mistake and you don't want to do it again. So that's that's what I would say is make sure that you don't let it happen again if it's something that you want to prevent or it's something you have a lot of regrets about. But just try to just you know move on I think that's the biggest thing is instead of dwelling on everything that's happened in the past just try to live in the moment and think about what you can do today to make it the best day possible but it's easier said than done it it takes a lot of years but yeah I would say just reminding yourself to not repeat the same mistakes that you've done already is definitely a big help for me personally that's what I live by um next let's see Oh, this one was good. I actually really like this one. Um, Is my best friend jealous or toxic? So this person has two really close friends and she's starting to make more friends and being less scared of being social. One of my close friends thinks it's great I'm getting over my fears and I feel as though he supports me. But my other friend gets visibly upset every time I talk to her excited about a new friend. She changes the subject to how she's gonna die alone. I care about her, but I can't even tell her about my life anymore. What do I do? All right, listen. These type of people, I think there is different... You have different relationships with every person, and I mean that in a friendship way. Like, there's some friendships where they're your, you know, other half, and you tell them everything, they tell you everything. There's some friendships where you're just more of the listener, and that's totally fine. That's I love doing that. I love listening to other people's problems or just listening to their life and being more of a listener than a talker but if you feel that that person is negatively affecting your emotions I would say one I would definitely talk to them about it you know before you start distancing distancing yourself from them because maybe if you put it in perspective for them they would understand that their actions or their words are harming or negatively affecting your thoughts behavior etc and so the first thing i would say is communication but if you feel like that person is not going to be able to respond well to it because obviously i don't know that friend and their personality but if you feel like you know them well enough and you don't think that they are going to respond well to that then i would definitely say start distancing yourself from them and you know just being if they just want you to be there for them and you're fine with that then be there for them and find people who want to listen to you and talk to those people about it. I don't think that this is my personal opinion, but I don't think that every friend you have, you don't have to, you know, that that person doesn't have to be the person you tell all your stories to or gossip to or whatever. Like they could just be someone that you listen to and you give advice to and that's your relationship and that's totally okay. That's just as good of a friendship as one where you tell the person your whole life story or you share everything with them, you know? So I think there's different type of friendships. But if they're affecting the way that you think or your mood, then, yeah, definitely start distancing yourself from them. I think that would be the best for your mental health, personally. Um, let's see. Did I have another one? Oh, yeah, this one. Uh oh my god this one was this one was horrible i was reading this and i was like some people are crazy like i don't even know why people think doing this is okay okay re- let me read this one first so this person says they've been struggling with social anxiety for about a year or so now and they didn't get a diagnosed up until last month and they have a friend that they met about two or three months ago she's saying that she's not sure if she should trust her or not because she doesn't because that friend doesn't believe that the girl has social anxiety, mainly because the symptoms or signs aren't the same as the friend's other friend's experiences. And so she's been telling that to the people we live with, meeting them at night, telling me that she goes to sleep early, plus introducing me to people and asking them to make evaluations on me as to whether they think of social anxiety and telling them how awkward I am plus sharing things about my personal life to them even though I did not say it was okay, Um, et cetera. But I I have confronted her three times so far and she claims not to have said those things, denies whatever I've heard her say. When she's with me, she still smiles, treats me nicely. I'm not sure what she's trying to achieve by doing this and I don't know if it's worth trying to talk to her about it. Anyone has any idea what I should do about this? I don't know if there's any point in confronting her since she'll probably tell me that those things didn't happen. Listen, I am not a person who will jump the gun and say, like, say, do this or do that. But in this case, from what I've heard, you need to drop this friend. Like, that is a horrible person. I mean, they're sharing things about you that you never gave them permission to share. That is personal information. And they're also ridiculing the experiences and mental health problems, not problems, sorry, mental health issues that you are dealing with. And that's not okay. So I say drop her. I mean, you've already confronted her, which is like the one thing I would say is communicate, but like you've already done that. And that person is obviously playing two games. They're trying to act nice to your face, but then also mocking, ridiculing you behind your back. And it's not okay. So please drop people who are like that in your life because you really don't need that type of negative energy. Oh my god, that is literally horrible. Like, what what are people thinking sometimes? I don't know why you feel the need to, to ask other people if your friend has social anxiety or not. Like, that's none of their business. That's ridiculous. Oh my lord. Alright, I'm gonna stop there. Because <laughs> you guys are probably like, Monsi literally sounds crazy right now. Like, she's just rambling about random topics. And I should definitely end this podcast and leave you guys alone and go back to oiling my hair and hopefully combating this insane hair loss that I am having. But I hope you guys have a great weekend and I know that school is starting for all of you. And personally, I am I get very anxious the first two weeks of school because when I have a long break and I have to go back, Like my mind completely shuts off when I have a break, right? If I relax, I completely relax. Like I don't even think about anything. So going back has been a huge transition and I'm just trying to get into the grind again, but also, you know, take care of myself and make sure that I'm staying healthy. And I hope you guys do the same thing. And I hope that you have a wonderful semester. I mean, I'm going to be back, I think, almost every week, so I'll probably keep saying this every time. But I hope you have a wonderful semester, and I hope you guys are all doing well, staying healthy, and just trying to find happiness in the little things every day. So yeah, I love you guys. Bye!